This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So she gets home uh, late, I'll add. And uh, of course, Matilda's already in bed and sleeping. And uh, so I say to Michelle Williams, she was a dream. Everything went well. We had ice cream for dessert. And then, you know, that went uh, nicely for both of us. We like sweet ice cream. Oh, and, yes. And she opens her purse and takes out a 20. I Uh-oh. go, uh, no, 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 Michelle. <laughs> My rate is 20 an hour for babysitting. <laughs> because that's, if your other parent, like if, um, Serena Williams finds out that Michelle Williams is only paying $20 Thank for you. an entire night of babysitting that lowers what? your rate all over town. What world is that? Of course. No, I can't ever value myself that low. And so unless for recommendations, if she were willing to recommend you to some other parents, I could see how then you might be willing to accept a little. But is she recommending me at their rate or is she going, I get a special rate because well, it should I'm be higher. So it many- should be higher. Honestly, if she's recommending you, then uh, coming with that recommendation should be a premium on your babysitting. Well, and that's how I felt too. And, and, and we did settle it out. And I do have a couple of cool, I'm babysitting Chet Hayes later this week. And, and I think that's going to be really fun for us because we both love rhymes. Did the song play? Hmm? Yes. This, oh, okay. Uh, or it started to. It must be because of my uh, machine. I oh, have, uh, yes. So we can just go right in. Yeah, we'll just start doing the thing, even though you're not here to hear the song. Um, Hayes is on a machine today, everyone. Describe hey, it. welcome to Hollywood Handbook, an insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names of the red carpet lineback hallways of this industry we call showbiz. What up, did that what all, up? Did I finish? Did, it, did that one come all the way through? That's coming through for me, Brett. Do we have that? Uh, yeah, I got that clean. Thank you. Okay, because I'm here, I'm doing Skype from... New York City, which I had to be here to do Skype because Neil deGrasse Tyson lives here and he was able to set me up with the technology to make a, a computerized phone call. It's, it's freaking me out and I, wasn't, I couldn't look at the screen because it was too scary to me, so I've pointed it squarely <laughs> at Brett. Brett, why do people on the forums call you an S-tard? Oh, starred? It's because... Um, Have you seen I, this, Hayes? Well, it's because I. What's the I've, S? Because <laughs> I've made my own mustard before, and so Told I you. think that's a yeah. nice DIY home. I don't think that makes you as tarted or anything else. Hayes, what do you think? Well, that's nice. I don't think I, I hear that we're not we're not supposed to call people any letter of that. Really, that's out of. I knew that the big one was gone the off one, the table, but, but I but thought now, that if you modified they're, 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 it, because they're, they're starting to get rid of the other letters as well. I thought of, that, 
Because I thought they don't necessarily know if you're saying it. It's sort of like how around your dog, maybe you spell the word walk. And even comparing them to dogs, I think now lately. That's out of fashion. It's not something that we're supposed to be doing. And I'm just. So anything around these Brett style people. might not be a Los Angeles thing yet. Okay. In New York, they are telling because I was doing it a lot and they have been telling me to stop well these east coast ivy league elites are always a little bit yes. quicker to get their feathers ruffled but i always feel like around brett style people that you do want to kind of code your language a little bit and um do you say uh, my name hmm? did you say my name no See, that's I, that's the kind of, like he knows he knows brett he knows that he knows words like that he knows walk yes oh walk <laughs> not yet, Brett. Not okay. yet. At, at commercial. Oh, awesome. So um, uh, anyway, uh, so you're in New York. Uh, you're there, of course, to cushion the blow of the very sad um, passing of one of America's uh, goofiest funny men. Yes. When you know him like we do, you just call him Dave. Uh, and I think he did... Something bad definitely did happen because people are talking about him in a very sad way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm here. There's sort of a laugh emergency uh, deficit between Dave being away and new Steven appearing. And so they need someone to sort of plug the plug the dike, as it were, with um, with with extra laughs in the meantime. So that's what I'm doing here in the. In the meantime, but we want to talk about Dave. Give him his due. Yes. Uh, well, that guest segment will be mostly about that. But in the meantime, let's talk about us. Uh, something I find almost as interesting, if not more. Um, Hayes and I were on Comedy Bang Bang, and we got big stars now, and we did uh, um, do uh, the best of episode. And we're here to do a little apology about our best of episode last week. Yes, we did Comedy Bang Bang. And uh, we did an episode of all the best stuff from our show in order to hopefully be poached by another podcast network that has a higher rated show that could put us on there. Like um, what Mark Macaroni show, uh, something that is consistently doing better ratings at Comedy Bang Bang uh, uh, is maybe the next step for us. But we got a lot of angry letters about the best of show uh, <laughs> yes well yeah. a lot of people felt that their favorite and what they felt were the best moments got excluded so we went to listen to some of the clips and suggestions we were sent and it turns out that pretty much all of them were just as good or better than what we'd put in the best of and i was mortified i want to say sorry from the bottom of my heart i didn't realize how good the other stuff we did was when we it, assembled it, that best you stuff. don't know when you're in it when it's when you're doing it it doesn't come out as like good or bad it's just you being yourself and it's really just Sean and i hanging out and so yes. to be like this is good like great this, point to yeah. me it feels like i am just being my true self around 
one of my closest friends and collaborators. And it's so natural. It's sort of, if you've ever heard that David Foster Wallace, This Is Water uh, commencement speech from Kenyon College, where the old fish swim by the young fish and say, mm-hmm. how's the water? And the other fish go, what the hell is water? And it's you have to remind yourself all the time of your environment, the things that seem most obvious. When you're taking a shower and you start to sort of wonder like what it is, uh-huh. like what is what is this stuff? Or when you're you drinking it. Yes. No, I all, all the time. And it's if you don't say this is water and remind yourself of what then seems it could be obvious. Something. It could be slime. It could be you could, you know, start to think that it might be slime. Well, you could forget to dry off. I mean, you could forget to dry off. And so then your clothes are stuck, and uh, there are a lot of reasons to say that. But anyway, suffice to say, I'm sorry, this is water, and yes, all of our episodes are actually the best of because everything we did is apparently so good. We also have an apology to make for Scott Ackerman um, for, we don't really keep track of like iTunes rankings and stuff. Uh, I can't read that stuff. Yeah, like it's it's not the reason we do the show. Art is not a competition. No. Uh, like we said, it's just a it's just a way for Sean and I to hang out. Uh, but I guess we were hearing that our show became number six on iTunes, and we Which, assumed, okay, what that, does that even mean? <laughs> that that comedy bang bang. We know, you know, people like we hear that people really like that show. So we figured it was be, number one or number two after Mark Macaroni. But that was number 11. Uh, And so then you start to wonder, like, wow, like, how is Scott taking this? Like, is is he mad? I just sent him a text that said, yikes. Uh, And he didn't respond to that. Mm. So I don't have a sense of what his attitude towards it is. So, Um, Scott, if you're listening, like most people apparently are, um, more people certainly than your show, uh, (laughs) if you are listening and hearing this, we're scared for you and we're worried about you and reach out to us because um, we don't care. And if you think it's some kind of competition, art's not a competition. And we just are doing this to, for fun. It's a total fucking jerk off for us. So, and I worry that it could only get worse because, I mean, right now, actually, it, now it is number 13. And I think it has fallen two spots since the last time I checked about 15 minutes ago. But... I think that because it's Saturday morning, mm, I think cartoons. Uh, people people are eating breakfast right now and watching cartoons. Yes, and so when it goes back up into the top six, potentially maybe even the top four, top two, mm. uh, I worry that that could really uh, be bad for whatever's going on with Scott because people are calling it a bump which I don't even think is the right word for it. Because if you look at a bump, how bump shape. Yes. It goes. It have a down, down It goes piece. the up part. It goes the up part first. But and have then a it down has, piece. And then it has top part. But and a then bump, yes. it goes down part. And this does not. This is just like how on the side of America, there's like the big ocean and then the wall of like sort of a land wall. And then it's just America all the way across. And that's sort of, it's it's more like that and not a bump shape for us. It's not a bump because according to my doctor, a lot of these bumps are temporary. And so a bump is something that you can essentially put a cream on or take a pill and it goes away and closes 
because there's sometimes a hole in it with uh, juice coming out. But this is not like that. It's more like, um, well, it's more like my big muscles, which while they do sort of resemble bumps, if you look, they never go all the way back down because before they do get there, they come shooting back up twice as high. It's another one. Yes. Yes. So that's a cool way to think of it. Um, But anyway. I'm so glad to hear, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I've been gone, I didn't really know what was going on with that bump. There was a point where it was more whole than bump. No, but, it did. Yes, so it but did now become. I it is it is more bump than whole again. It went from uh, what would be considered like a crater to what would be considered like a volcano, and that was encouraging for everyone for the whole team, and uh, and the juice went from. <laughs> What was almost like a hot tar, um, which was terrible, to more just, um, well, just juice, uh, which is nice. Um, and like fruit juice. <laughs> yes, like a um, cranberry like juice, steamed grapefruit juice. No, cranberry's not quite acidic enough, and, and, and so. Um, we all have a, a lot of positive feelings about it, and the powder is working, and everything uh, is is good. And it's um, uh, it has invited a couple buddies along, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which you know, who am I to say that uh, you know I, I I know when I'm having a party, I want to have some friends around, so I can't yeah. blame the bump for that attitude. Uh, and uh, let's just hope that it's um, uh, one of those parties that um, closes before that they go, that everyone goes home. Okay. But only because, you know, it is right between your eyes. Yes. Well, that's where <laughs> so number one. There's not a lot of real That's where sort of the captain. It. There's not a lot of space for a big party there. Is that's the where, captain is there. The captain is there and... And some of his little cronies and teammates are um, spreading around, and uh, and they're all over all over the house, as it were. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Under your hair, uh, under yes, under and behind uh, behind the ears, and um, down straight down from the chin, uh, from underneath the chin, and sort of. Um, Look like a sinister goatee of uh, discolored flesh. So, at any rate, uh, it's uh, going good. Everything's going to be good. To get back on topic, um, everyone has been sending us snap pics uh, and and emailing us these numbers, and these numbers mean nothing to us. Uh, we love. Science and math, but not it doesn't apply to art in any way. And uh, but it does seem like the the thing that you do now in this situation is start making demands. It just seems like the next logical step when you have something that somebody else doesn't have. Uh, they want something from you. You take something from them. Uh, and the thing that we would like now, if we are going to stay on Earwolf, is to annex the Rotten Tomatoes podcast, which I believe is still part of the network. I don't really have any evidence to that effect, but I think, Brett, is that is that still Brett, something Rotten that's Tomatoes. going on? 
Uh, yeah, they're on Wolf Pop, the like sister network. Well, not anymore. They're on Wolf Cool now, and it's hosted by me and Hayes. And here's episode one, and we saw Mad Max. We saw Mad Max: The Furious Road, mm-hmm. and uh, we thought it was good car chase. I love the car chase in this movie, and I was. Wondering which car was going to catch the one, and I couldn't mm-hmm. always tell the cars apart, and it was exploding, and what a car chase. And thanks for bringing that up. I liked the big car. Uh, I liked the, the, the feminism. Small the small the Okay. I love how freaking steamed all these men's rights activists are getting mm-hmm. over it because it's like, yeah, well, too bad, buddy, and the women are driving the cars in part of this and have motorcycles. And I liked how they were tough, but I also liked how the girls were like, really like looking like incredibly good fucking sexy. Yeah. And when you first see them, they're like spraying each other with a hose in the desert and you can see through parts of the clothes and like thin, definitely very skinny, but also with a little extra fat and in, in the right places. In the right you know zones, I mean? yes. Uh, and, yeah. and so that Steffi, was good feminism. Steffi loved that. I mean, because we went to see it together, and she loved that um, uh, uh, Rosie Huntingtown white lady, and she uh, thinks that she's so pretty, and that was nice because. Of course, in the apocalypse, yes, it's sad. Yes, you need water and gas. Yes, you have to have robot arm, some of you. But there's still got to be sexy babes, right? Like, <laughs> let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, uh, for it to be good feminism, I think you do have to do that. If, for people who are wondering also if I'm going to be Imperator Furiosa for Halloween, I am actually going to do that because I have And that's good, feminist. Yes, I have a good bald head maker uh, that used to be a CVS bag, but that I sort of repurposed uh to be a bald head disguise and if you really just put your face on certain parts of the ground for and move it around for a while you can make that same effect the the, the, the face paint effect face and so yes the it's sort of a half black face thing and so Thanks for tuning in to Rotten Tomatoes, and my uh, short review of Mad Max is uh, The Furious Road. There's something for everybody. There's uh, babes for the women to look at, and I liked the cars. We have a great guest, and Will Hines is here. But really, our guest today is uh, David Letterman. And uh, if if it was implied in the title of the show that he was actually going to be here, I don't know why you would sort of interpret it that way. Uh, but he is basically, he's basically here because we're going to be talking about him. And we're even, so close with him. Even better than if he were here for in body ways. <laughs> On Hollywood Handbook. Hollywood Handbook. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's, um, it's doing a jib jab video of me. Sorry, can you guys hear that? Uh, a little bit. It sounds... Okay, hang on, hang on, really hang on. Funny, it's almost yeah. over. It's almost over. Okay, sorry. Sorry, that's it. Sorry. I have this... It's like a computer app I signed up for a while where it just like does jib jabs of me. 
Yeah, no, I get jib jab emails. But yeah, but this is th- these aren't email emails. These are just for for me to see of myself. So if there's like a camera of me, because I'm using Skype, and if there's like a camera focused on me, it'll turn my face into a jib jab video. So but, um, you're Santa Claus, uh, or you become? Uh, oh, sorry, Will Hines is here. You want to talk, Will? Yeah, uh, I have this too. Do you uh, have you ever done the ones where you and Mitt Romney um, do the Macarena? I, that one hasn't come up yet. I'm really excited for that though because people have been talking about it for yeah, a long time. That's the best one. Uh, but he yeah, I get have you like, ever seen um, that the college humor video where Mitt Romney does like the Gangnam style dance? The Jib Jab video does that same thing. Mitt Romney put, style, yeah, 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 Mitt Romney style. And the Jib Jab app that I have, Hayes, I don't know if it's like it, maybe it's a different release or something. Puts my face right over, and I'm doing the Mitt Romney style with Mitt Romney. It's hilarious. So mine comes to me in an email, and if I do open it up, which I don't always have time to do, uh, what I will see is it's Kim Jong-un and me, and we're doing Mambo Number 5 by Lou Bega. Yeah. And uh, he's going... You know, uh, got you a know, little, a little bit of Rodman in, in my, my yeah. country. Yeah. A little bit of, yeah, yeah. Uh, a little bit of demilitarized zone in my mind. Don't want to watch the interview in my yeah. theater. It's great. Okay, uh, that's, so that's interesting. It's a little sad because I sort of thought they were just doing that. Like that was personalized for me. But somehow. yours is personal. But yours, yours is, is personalized, personalized for you. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought the lyrics were somehow directed at me as well. Because be. it's my face in the video. I thought it was just kind of my video. And to know that you guys are getting the same ones is a little bit I'm sure sad. yours is. I'm sure yours has some special rendering or the flash. The wobble of the head is probably better. Well, Hayes, I get yours as well because I don't know if you realize this. You have been forwarding every every one of the videos that you get made to your friends. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, I've said, seen um, yours. Yeah, there, 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 there was a find your friends checkbox that I did, you know, I did check, uh, but then they never sort of followed up on what that meant. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I guess it, it does. Yeah, I've gotten a lot it, of emails from it, me with that. Brett, do you get those? Yeah, it flooded. I get yeah. them every time. I love that's them. Weird because I get, you should, I get you could, multiple. See, well, copies. that's extra weird to me because you shouldn't be on my friends list, Brett. That's what I was. Uh, I assumed that, but then. And so that means it's something beyond just my friends that are getting these jib jab videos, which means it could even be my enemies. So I'm your enemy now. Which I like, actually. I, I I'm glad my enemies are for getting them these to videos. see you. I, I want them to see fun. how well I'm doing. Yes, for yeah. them to for you and Carl Rove. <laughs> yeah, to be just having fun. Yeah, uh, and and dancing to and uh, you know uh, counting blue cars by Dishwala. Yeah, that's gonna really make him feel. That's gonna put him in their place. Well, hey, they go. Welcome to Hollywood Handbook and Insider's Guide to Kicking Butt and Dropping Names in the Red Carpet Lineback Hallways of this industry we call Showbiz. What up? What uh, up? We have a great guest today, uh, sort of in spirit because. Mm-hmm. Uh, something happened uh, this this past week to be sad about. Mm-hmm. People are very sad, and to say what that thing was specifically would Dem- be, I think, it. yeah, it, it demeans it. But we right. know that it's something definitely loss. bad happened. We know it's something sad, and we know who it's related to. Yeah, 
And it's a huge loss. Uh-huh. It's an absence. Yes, someone Dave- who was doing something and now they're not. Yes. And it's yes. um uh obviously a guy who had a show. Right. That's obvious. Is you can say that much. Is not doing it. Yeah. I th- or is going to is on vacation. Something Hayes. I know Dave is gone. Dawid. Uh, and that's very sad. And I, 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 we, we thought we should all sort of gather here on the show and talk about how he was a huge influence on us. How uh, and Will, I know you specifically. Yeah. Um, yeah, we know you have seen the show. Yes, and um, yes, and it's, and use a lot of it in your in your comedy because you do comedy. Yeah. Well, yes. L- sorry, I'll give you the intro. I should have given you up top. Sure. You kind of wanted to talk earlier than that's we wanted right. you to. So I jumped we, in. Yeah. Yes. So, um, well, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a rogue. Well, and that's part. Of, and and this actually is a good intro for you yeah, too. Yeah. Will is an unpredictable hot comedy property. Yep. He flies off the handle and yeah. he DGAF uh, yeah. about social mores yep. um, and a lot of a lot of sacred cows that um, you may be familiar with uh, don't exist for this particular guy. Yeah, if you book me on your show, if you have me in your you know act in your in your property, or you you hire me to perform at your at your at your live show, you don't know what you're going to get, and that's what you're signing on for. When you get and it. you are something of a rogue. I didn't know you meant it in that way. I thought you sort of meant that if you touch someone you in a sexual way, yeah, you so, could kill them. Right? No, no, no. I meant more just like a rebellious devil may care. I didn't mean in the mutant sense. Because people said that about Dave too. I know he got in trouble for some kind of thing like that a couple times. Yeah, he tried to um, rogue a couple of people on his show. Mm-hmm. And I, what I think it was was more of a gambit situation where they waited for him to fall asleep, tried to kiss him, got a big shock. Yeah. And then fall down, and then all of a sudden everyone calls the cops. I pictured it more of a Cerebro situation where Dave would strap himself into a huge metal. What's that? Cerebro is – it doesn't matter. It's like a little um, – it's a child's toy. Crank. That, uh, yeah. It sounds like Crank. Crank? Hmm. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So it's like crank. It's more of a good guy thing. But anyway. So yeah, I am. I'm of that same genealogy of of uh, just letting it all hang out. You know what I mean? That's where my comedy comes from. And your new line of jeans is called genealogy. Is that right, Will? Yeah. Uh, they're available in my Etsy store. Uh, they're handmade, er, custom order uh, genealogy jeans. That uh, you tell me what your ethnic background is, and I just write it across the ass. And Hayes, I just want you to know, since you're not here, that there is the loudest conversation I've ever heard happening right outside the door to the studio uh, 35 minutes before the next uh, group is supposed to be here. Is it Zach Levi? Let me guess. Is it (laughs) Zachary Levi? Uh, It's Labine. It's Labine. Okay, I know it, it is Labine. <laughs> something in that uh, in that in that crew. I don't want to jinx it, but I think it's Labine. The volume is is part of it. It's part yeah. of the thing. Yeah, uh, 
for for those guys. So, and so, in okay. comes Levi, and he's trying to top him, and the two of them are having one of these uh, where you each grab the higher part of the bat thing with their yeah. voices. Yeah, I think they may have heard us talking about nerd stuff. Uh, yeah, which it, it called them. They have sort of a pheromonal response to being nerds uh, themselves. Yes, it's something of a siren song. Um, so, but you know, that's the kind, that's, I gotta say, and people, I'm glad, I, I feel like people are waiting for this show. It's, it's been a notable absence this show hasn't commented on what's happened this week. People are w- wondering what to think and feel about it, and they're looking to this show and you guys to know what Well, to because think everyone knows that he was a huge influence of ours. Yeah. Um, he changed the way I think about the stuff oh my I God. do. He, and, I mean, for and, me, it's and, like everything I do is like I, you know, is influenced by you him. almost more Which than me. It's really a compliment. Yeah. That's sort of the greatest compliment to him in a way. Yeah. Much more than, and we really did love him so much. I loved as he much was as you maybe the number someone. one most important comedy fixture in my career. And absolutely, w- w- without ever having to take the option of watching his show. Oh yeah, it's yes. Which and, we had every night. I think yeah. choosing not to do that is even more of a compliment. Just the, uh, the Velcro stuff alone. Just like strapping yourself in a Velcro. And does he um, does he do that anymore? Uh, uh, he, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, you know, he put on like the full Velcro suit. He would jump on a little mini trampoline and jump up and stick to like a full Velcro wall. Oh, great. Yeah. As a kid, yeah. I used to. That's what to- I'm remembering. I was like. 10 or something. As a kid, I used to uh, do a couple things. One is I would drop fruit because oh, yeah. I had trouble holding it. Yeah. Now, I don't know if he does that yeah. still. Yeah. But if he does, isn't That's that a huge influence. like me? Yes. Mm-hmm. And another thing I would do is if I met someone who's kind of a weirdo, right. I would kind of You'd give group like a- people together and be like, let's all kind of make fun of this weirdo and how they interact. Yeah. That's very... That's very. That's you. You are hugely influenced by um, Dave with in that respect. And if you can, I say this about being influenced by someone. We have a couple new listeners because we did have Comedy Bang Bang recently. Nice. Uh, if you're listening and you're not sure if you like us, just ask. Do you like Dave? Because we're influenced by him, and so, so then you must and not the like show. Us. I, sorry, I just want to clarify: not Dave's show, just kind of the idea of Dave. We're not super and, familiar with the show. Yeah, we have to yes. be upfront about that. Yeah, I used to be. I was a huge, huge fan of uh, when he was, you know, whatever before. Well, you saw the show once in a taxi cab, right? That's right. I was taking a taxi cab, and God, the traffic was insane. I was stuck on the Williamsburg Bridge. I was going to this really hot gig in the Lower East Side. You know, it was like Nick Kroll, John Glazier, David Cross. I don't remember. It's a huge comedy gig. I was Galapagos? Going to. Yeah, down at Galapagos. Or maybe it was uh, Fat Baby. I don't remember. One of those. But um, mm. I'm on the bridge. And, of course, traffic's at a standstill. So I got to watch, like, the little thing. And Dave's show the comes The cab on. driver really likes it when you turn the volume all the way up on that so he can hear it as well. He's bored. They're not allowed to use hands-free phones. So that's necessary for them to enjoy their job. So I turn it up all the way. And uh, yeah, Dave's show was on, and I was like, "What's this?" And it took me a while to remember what was going on. I was like, "What did? Who is this?" And then I was like, "Oh right!" And then I loved it, and I connected with it, and it had a huge influence on me. Do we all want to talk about the first time we met Dave? Yes, I would love to talk about that. Hayes, could you go? Flashback to 1961. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting for the trolley. 
outside of the um, the UA lot, the United Artists lot. Uh, I was doing a thing. I was putting out a fire on um, my three sons. One of the sons had just kissed Fred McMur- Fred McMurray. Uh oh. On the show. Oh no. Um, he'd done a whole bolt of hashish. Yeah, and that show was live, so they had to use it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so I was there to kind of cool off the studio audience. They had done a lot of whistling and yeah, hubba yeah. hubbaing. Oh, that's, I mean, that breaks the codes. That breaks the. I mean, that's such a shit shit yes. show for. Mm-hmm. And so this was the summer. You remember that summer where there were those horrible uh, dust storms? Yeah. Oh God, yeah. After all the um, FDR stuff. 61? 61, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, after the FDR stuff in 61, the dust storms wouldn't stop. It was like God was getting too involved. Big. Yeah. Yeah. It was too big. Uh, and I, my suit was getting very dusty uh, because of this, all the storms. And so I, I looked at this suit shine boy. That was sort of wandering over, and uh, I, you know, I said, "Suit Shine Boy, come over here. I'll give you yeah. a." We shiny should explain. Penny. After FDR, the Suit Shine Boy was a much more popular position, and it's sort of yeah, it's faded now. Yes, has yeah. calmed down. The a nation bit. has progressed. But go ahead. So this boy is signing my shoe, my suit, and he's making all these great jokes yeah. about Manuel Noriega. Who at the time? That's a really progress- was not. Yeah, was not, not in power. Yeah, he's not on anybody's radar because he is not at all involved in anything at that point. Mm-hmm. Yes, but he made some jokes about him ahead using of his time. Different kinds of face creams, um, and he did some stuff about Mike Tyson biting somebody's ear. I didn't know who any of these people were at that point, uh, but something about his devil may care roguish attitude uh had a huge influence on me from the very beginning even when i first uh met him as a child wow um so that was my first contact with him if uh, any of you guys would like to speak yeah on i'll yours. do this uh yeah. smash cut to 1977 los angeles the comedy store i'm waiting to go on and i'm about to crush it mitzi's saying we got to put you on early the crowd is crazy and i'm like i can handle it i can handle it um, and I'm, and at this point, my act is very traditional. It's very joke based. It's very like take my wife. It's very much like you know, you know. I'm of the Dangerfield school at this time. The Alan King mm-hmm. kind of just one liners. I'm an entertainer. I'm an entertainer at this point, and I'm crushing it. But I don't realize how narrow I'm being. Backstage, I'm about to go on. This guy comes up to me, and, and by the way, I got a great suit on. A great like Italian knit suit, uh, thin yeah. cut, and I look sharp. This guy comes up to me wearing khaki pants and sneakers, and he looks like some bum, you know? Mm-hmm. Except that he, cl- he had the glint of intelligence in his eye that I knew he couldn't have been a bum because bums are always stupid. And this guy looks smart, so he can't be a bum. That's how they lose yeah. That's how, That's they, how they, they lose their yeah, fortune. They, got in and they, trouble. they all yeah. start rich. Yeah. Everyone starts rich, and then if you're dumb, you lose it. And this guy, he looked too smart to be... I couldn't figure it out. I knew something was going on with this guy. He comes up to me, puts his armor on me, and he's like, hey, why don't you try being real tonight? You know what I mean? This guy doesn't know me at all. And he comes up and Mm -hmm. says that to me. And I was like, be real. It was Goldblum? 
was Jeff Goldblum. Mm. And then behind him was David Letterman. I met him, and he had a huge influence on me. Whoa. Okay. Wow. Wow. Sorry, there's a little delay. That's <laughs> no, okay. So, slow pan across time. Across time <laughs> to a to an aerial view of a highway. Now, the cars are completely packed in like sardines on a road. Who's there directing traffic <laughs> in their orange jacket but me? Of course, at the time, yeah, I was... Yeah, you've taken charge. Yes, I had gotten out of my Rolls-Royce Phantom. Mm. This is back in 1920... <laughs> yeah. 19 or 20th of June last year. So anyway, I'm pointing this way. I'm waving that way. I'm doing every signal under the sun. Mm. At some point, I feel a tap on my shoulder. And of course, I grab the arm and I instantly have this dude in an arm bar, whoever it is. And I'm like, you, you, either you, you announce yourself, tell me who you are, or I'm taking your arm home with me, buddy. Yeah, you just and born. And he can feel that I'm serious because it's a it's a very intense pressure on the elbow. But he's not permanently injured at this point because I have that level of control. Right. Anyway, he blows a little cigar smoke in my ear. Ooh. I smell the quality through my ear, and I know, <laughs> ooh, this is uh, this is. Uh, in Ashton Heritage 1968 finely aged tobacco wow and I am ready to share stories with whoever the tastemaker near me is I turn face to face with some gap tooth fucking buffoon uh huh who I like I just instinctively right away like yeah. him yeah 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 and he says uh, hey I've noticed something when you're waving these cars and I go, well, what, what's that? And he goes, most stop, but a few go. Mm. And I go, but a few go? Yeah. And he goes, but a few go. And wow. we start fucking laughing. Yeah. Rolling laughing because yeah. what a funny name. And I go, funny name, good pun, and you don't see mm-hmm. it coming. You know, that is a masterwork. Yes. He could say, but a Fuco, like almost nobody else in the business. Yes. And, and Muammar, the way he said Muammar Gaddafi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, I liked God. how he never stopped doing that. The either. best. And, then, and Amy Fisher shot, but a Fuco's wife. That's, mm-hmm. yes, that is true. Which is a something to be re- remembered. Yes. But not to the exclusion of the fact that his name, name is sounds silly. insane. Yeah, right, right. And so I always liked that about him. Yeah. And uh, and anyway, as I said, this was June of last year. Um, and it felt yeah, as timely not, as ever. Yeah. Uh, this and was it has, through meeting him. That was when I met him. Yeah. And it's influenced me to this day. Wow. Hayes, I'm going to make some enemies for our show right now. And I know you didn't want to do that anymore, but I am going to step outside the studio and say, please talk quieter because we've gotten here early before. And don't we talk quiet when we do that, Hayes? Yeah. I, well, I'd like it if you'd ask them to apologize on our show. Oh, that would be nice. <laughs> Let me see if I can get that. Just a quick apology. Hey guys, um, 
I'm so sorry about this, Will. Will, could you please not hurt them? I'm ready to go. Like uh, I know, I know that your instinct is to hurt just them over my real career, bad, uh, and I I've wish you wouldn't, just because they are part of our family, basically. I know this is supposed to be entertainment, but this is also dog eat dog field. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times, it really is just puffing out your chest and throwing. I know down. a lot of times, a lot of times, but just in this one case, if you could not hurt the person, yes, Hayes is who, on Skype. <laughs> So you may need headphones to hear Hayes. Hayes, I got some of them in here, and it's some of these. Oh, great! And it's some of these oh, funny women that this, are that are this an crew, epidemic around this here. This crew. Hey. Okay, great. Oh, okay. It's a little disappointing because I did think it was Zachary Levi, but who am I speaking to instead? I thought it was Labine, and I and I thought it was Levi, but instead they're going to tell you all their names. Okay. It's Lauren Lapkus and Aaron Whitehead. Mm-hmm. Stephanie Allen. We can hear you. Hello. Okay. And Mary Holland. The okay. Timing. I could see. I could see how you would think it was Tyler Labine. Um, it's through a door. Honestly, yeah. we just came in here to apologize to Hayes because um, we were being really loud. Yeah, so sorry. we just wanted to apologize. Do to any Hayes. of you want to say a quick thing about how Dave influenced you? Letterman. Mm, yes. <laughs> no. Yeah, oh, I feel like he really inspired me to get involved with television. Like. What, growing up like as a little spunk, ki- spunky kid, not a spunk. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was like a spunky kid, and like he had like that energy that really inspired me. So like for sure, that's what kept me going like through all the years where I was like doubting myself. Oh, okay, Does yes. Does just not care anymore that he cheated on his wife forever? Well, people like, <laughs> like that he just kind of didn't didn't give a yes, shit about the, that. the fact that he broke the rules. I think is part of what made his comedy so special. He was a rogue. Yes. Yeah, he was just willing to break the rules. Like he was commenting on institutions. Well, there's that rule: of don't them. wear Velcro and jump on the wall, isn't there? And he broke that rule. He broke the rule of throwing paint off a building. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not supposed we, to do that. Yes. All right. Well, who, so said, who, who said that thing about his wife? Are we forgetting that he had heart surgery at one point? I think he could use yeah, a little Stephanie, sympathy I here. Think like maybe oh, you're... so he doesn't have a heart. <laughs> well, we're just saying the guy's Is been it through not some his original ser- heart. This guy's been through some trauma. It can have a lot of side effects. Sometimes after heart surgery, you forget who you're are. married to or what is that even means. I'm sure he didn't know. I'm sure he didn't really understand the implications of what he was doing. And that somebody I like, think if he knew he got was going to get caught, he probably never would have even done it. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's to be remembered. Well, but even <laughs> if you don't have a heart, even if you cheat on your wife, you can still inspire a spunk kid somewhere yeah. out there. And for me, who's doubting herself? Yeah, because yeah. I had so much doubt, and then I'd like watch the show. Why? And well, I can't like, explain it. You know, it's just how I was raised, man. So like, I was so much doubt in my heart, and then like, but you're so you're, great. You well, tell you me were that again. To have doubt. <laughs> Yeah, man, because, like, you're just supposed to. You're supposed to be humble. And, you know, he just really taught me to just go for my dreams and not care what anyone thinks and, and not get braces. I think when Dave cheated on his wife, I was like, that's hilarious. I was like, that is the funniest thing. <laughs> I thought it was a stupid pet trick. Me too. I was like, oh, this is – he's hosting a talk show, but he acts like he doesn't give a shit about the talk show, and that teaches us to laugh at talk shows. Now he's, like, involved with people, and he's cheating on them. Like he doesn't give a shit about them. And that's also funny is what I learned. Yeah, it's a, just a new layer to what we all – Really have already admitted that we like. Does yeah. he have pets? He has a son. <laughs> he has a son that he treats yeah, like a pet. There was something about really, that. One of yeah. those people that's like really loving toward a pet. Yeah, and not and not the people in his yeah, life. Yeah, like if you saw him with a pet, he'd be like very like, oh look, he's here. And well, when like, I first met Dave out. in the late '70s, and he and I were doing stand-up together, he had a ton of jokes about dogs. 
that were written by his then live-in girlfriend, uh, Meryl Marco, but I actually gave him a number of those dog jokes. So I know that happened. So the jokes were written by his then living girlfriend, but you gave him the jokes. That's right. She would write them and give them to me on paper. And I would say, Dave, Meryl wants you to have these. And then he would do them. And I'd be like, well, you're welcome. But if she gave them to him directly, he would never read them. No way. Well, we just wanted to say sorry for being so loud. Yes, sorry. So we're just really sorry about that. And yeah, like, I, I'm looking at Brett here. My camera's trained on Brett. And he's trained. starting to look very <laughs> nervous. And also, like, he's trying to look very cool, I think, because of all there being girls around. The female energy, and it sort of very much changes the way Brett is just physically holds himself. Is that so? Aaron, that hat, on this? for example, that little newsboy cap that he's wearing, he he put on as soon as he heard there were going to be girls in the room. Well, he did working. not have it. Yeah. Aaron Whitehead, Aaron Whitehead, when did you first meet David Letterman? I don't know him. Uh-huh. Say, say flashback to right. and then the year and that did, you met him. Yeah, yes. fighting. And that was an influence on you? Yeah, because I always knew what hypothetical fight we'd be in. Uh-huh. But tell yeah. it like a movie, though. Like We like to sort of use camera directions to describe meeting him. Most of our anecdotes begin with the camera direction. Well, I do Fade like to be told how to tell a story. So <laughs> cut to <laughs> Aaron Whitehead in her bathroom. Uh-huh. She's brushing her teeth. Her nice. hair is mussed up. It's been a long night. Ooh. David Letterman pops up in a thought bubble above her head. Go away, Dave. I'm trying to brush my teeth. Oh, what's going on here? I thought we had a disagreement. Wow. God damn it. I'm in my bathroom, Dave. That was a perfect the impersonation. Impression. Yeah. That impression yeah. was wow. It was like Dave Letterman it is in this like room. Right did anybody feel that? Yeah. And I was doubting was myself amazing. right before it happened. Yeah. Yeah. And now you feel better. Uh, yes. And now you feel And now I'm spunky. <laughs> on that note, we have stuff to do, so... Please, yeah. sure. yes. so Please sorry. Do leave. I got to finish my donuts. Well, thanks so much. And, and wild horses, everybody. Wild, wild horses. horses. Wild horses. Bye, Tyler. Hugely influenced... Bye, Hayes. ...by the great man... Dave. <laughs> and Mary really made a point of waving to Hayes on the computer screen. Can I, I like my that. Hat? She... Can I take my hat off? Could we, no one asked you to put it on? Yeah. Jesus, Brett. Well, Actually, thought, you know what? No. Can they, no, you have no? to keep your hat on. I can't function if you're taking that, if you're being that casual. Not to. You I mean, should be with us, Brett. You should be thinking the same way as if you were trying to impress a date. So I think you should keep your hat on. Well, I'm staring at you through Skype. Mm hmm. It is a little bit like we're having a, a fancy dinner together or we're in a right. bubble bath. Can we talk a little bit about Dave's uh, infidelity? Because I was hugely influenced by that. <laughs> I'm glad that Wild Horses brought that up because I was like, well, as a comedian, I want to live my life like a monk, like in the purest form. And then when Dave did that, I was like, oh, it's okay to make mistakes. You know what I mean? It's okay to yes. like and not color just okay. outside the lines It's almost better. It's almost encouraged. And you can't really be funny if you don't if you don't commit huge acts of infidelity on the people you're committed to. His biggest influence on me, I think, was liking the Foo Fighters. Uh, oh, God, yes. That was huge. When he first, I thought it was like a fake funny band name when he first referenced them. Yeah. Uh, but when it, it sort of became clear to me that this was a real band, uh, then they became my favorite band as well. And that song became my favorite song. Yes, the one, the one that, the, song, the, the one, one that's, and then thump, 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 thump. Is that how it goes? Mm-hmm. Yes, and and 
And Will, we've talked a lot about how much he influenced your comedy, but yes. we haven't talked a ton about your comedy. Well, I, first of all, I'm not the focus of the show, but uh, yeah, I'll just just for the nobody's notes. saying that nobody's saying that you are Will. Okay. But go and, ahead. And um, well, yeah, I am the curator of a retweet account, Good Jokes, spelled with a Z, that uh, just finds and curates the best tweets around, and I retweet them. Uh, and I'm just sort of a curator. And you strip the. Yeah, I just put I retype them underneath mm-hmm. my own handle, so that it's a non-denominational presentation of the humor. Like well, you're so- not influenced by oh this famous person said it I better like it. No, the joke's got to stand on its own. The joke better be good enough to be funny without you knowing that somebody else wrote it. They wouldn't want you no. to just be trading off their name. No, it's these are the joke that's most important. These are real artists. These are people who are real craftsmen of jokes. Um, Sammy Rhodes, that Christian minister, uh, he's one of my favorites. Um, Oz, Chris Rock, not Chris Rock, but the guy from Australia what? who just retypes Chris Rock jokes. I retweet his without attribution. Do you like the fat Jewish or whatever that guy is? Yeah, I think he's good sometimes. Um, Men's humor. Yeah, men's humor is good. Mm. Um, uh, a lot of the Uber Facts parody accounts I'm big fans of. Um, Rob Delaney, which is not Rob Delaney, but this uh, other guy who is, I think, a more radical and interesting version of Rob Delaney. I like the Rob Delaney where the L in his username is a one. Or no, it's, it's a capital I. Yeah, he's uh, great. So, And the picture is exactly the same. Yep. He's a really uh, good one. Uh, he's he's got some really good stuff, interesting stuff going on. That's yeah. is there another one other than that? Yeah, there's Rob Denaney, there's Rob D Wani, there's um uh there's Rob D uh there's an L which is like a Unicode character that looks like an L, but it's actually uh I just have the ca- the capital I guy and yeah. I'm loving and when he's wants um he likes uh, Harry Bush, I think. Yeah, he'll talk about Harry Bush. He'll talk about shit in his wife's pussy. He'll uh, and he's really funny about it. Or he'll talk about growing a bunch of tits on his dick, and he's great. He's great. I'm like, oh, that's so great. Like the image of tits on a dick is. Tell me, it's not funny. Uh, anytime there's tits on a dick, I retweet that. I have a search actually for any tweets that mention tits and dick in the same tweet. It comes up. Sometimes he wants to do something gross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, Rob DeWunny is really great. Yes. And um, so I'll retweet funny. him or – and uh, and, that, really, and really these are – Rob DeWunny and yourself are the descendants of Dave. Uh, absolutely. Let me just say right now, all credit to Dave. All the comedy that I do, all the work that I've done, the effect I had is – all the credit is to Dave – I wouldn't have gotten into this level of comedy without being very influenced by Dave and um, and his great attitude, which I assume he still had toward the end on his show. Should we do mm-hmm. a top ten list? We yes, got let's it, do right? a top we ten got of it. our favorite things to talk about and thank Dave for um, and Dave moments um, on on the show. And people might wonder, like, if this is so sad for us uh then why didn't we watch the show over the years but this should be proof that uh that we we did watch the show we did without having necessarily seen every episode in the past 15 years it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that i haven't seen a single episode since i was mm, maybe 16 years old right now 
let's say, uh, for people who don't know, hey, why are you doing a top 10 list? That's a weird thing to do in a tribute. Right. Well, I don't know if he still does this. Certainly back in the day, this was a pretty frequent, I think like a once or twice a week he would Dave do this. Dave once did a top 10 list yeah. almost every week. And yeah. so it's kind of honoring that aspect. So we're going to say the top 10 things, and they're not things that we half remember uh, from the show. No, these they're, are big important memories yes. that I revisit frequently. Number 10, Suji Bar and Mirror Jewel. Oh, Yeah. Huge part, huge part. There you go. Do sure, does he still use them? Hmm? Did he did he keep using them? You're breaking up the Skype connections, no good. Let's go to number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Uh head writer Jerry Munnanen. Head writer Jerry Munnanen. I, I liked Jerry Munnanen just used to come out and do he was like this bearded guy and he did good uh that was he was a, that's a huge influence. Is that Biff? Yeah, I can't oh God, is it? Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Now you're back. Number nine. (laughs) I liked um, when people would have to race Paul Schaefer around the studio uh, for the the race Paul segment. And Uh he would always win because he only he knew what the track was for Uh that day. Number nine. um, Little Jay Leno. Oh, Oh, wait. What's (laughs) coming in at number nine? You got to see this. The uh, he had no respect for note cards at one point. Oh yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. It was a thing he did for a while. Mm-hmm. Number nine, um, Abby Elliott. Number nine, when he uh, that one show where he uh, disproved the Bible. Heavy show. Mm-hmm. Huge influence. Did somebody I know, already I, say I know Little J? That was a big influence. Yeah, I did show. Little J Leno. Did you do Dancinitos? <laughs> nope. That's a huge one. Yeah, I'll, I'll give that a number nine. Yes, number nine. Dancinito. Yeah. Number nine. Um, you know, like telling a half-assed joke and then looking at the band and they do a rim shot anyway? Yeah, kind of like you know. Yeah, like you're in on it with them. That's a huge number influence. nine is just sort of off that just sort of knowing that the show was not good for years and years and years and just not giving a shit. And yeah. That, that, and that was the thing that was so amazing about yeah. him was just not caring about the quality of anything he did. Number and, eight rudeness. Yeah. <laughs> As a virtue. Yeah. Uh, number four. Um, uh just being creepy to a lot of the women on the show and making that like charming somehow. Not like as creepy as like John Travolta on an award show, but just sort of like, hey, you shouldn't be getting away with this just because Drew Barrymore is giggling. That's number four. Number th- number two, <laughs> somehow making a list proprietary. Yeah. And the number one thing uh, we're actually, I think, and now that you mentioned that the list doing is proprietary, I think if we get to number one, we do have to pay the shows. A we are in big trouble. So we I have mean, we to, owe everything. You, you have to circle back to number three. Okay. And the number three thing uh-huh. that is something that we, we definitely remember. do all know, and it is part of the David Letterman show. 
the microphones. Oh, God. Huge. The famous microphone, yeah. He used them every show. <laughs> you know what else I just and- want to say that I think is overlooked sometimes, but I think comedians like us appreciate this, and I think maybe regular people don't notice this as much. But the talk show is such a challenging medium mm. that it is maybe the most difficult medium for a comedian because, you know, you sit next to famous people and they talk and you get to be there. And that's hard. Mm-hmm. And you have to be kind of quiet because the people who are watching are trying to fall asleep. Yeah. And so if you're too loud... They'll turn the TV off. It's real. The volume level is a very difficult thing, which Carson was the best at. Mm-hmm. No disrespect bi- to Dave. Carson was the king of moderate volume. Dave definitely is the rightful heir to the Carson throne, but Carson's still the king, baby. And He's he king. even got his bands to be quiet, usually. Yes, yeah. the band would start playing and he'd be like, shut up. Shh. Yeah, Carson would just shush him. Then uh, the Doc Severson band was mostly oboes by the end because they're the most moderate volumed instrument. This week on my Twitter account, Good Jokes with a Z, I have just been retweeting old Letterman uh, jokes as a – here, I'll read a couple. Uh, and I, obviously, I don't attribute them. So you wouldn't – I'm just going to re- let the cat out of the bag that that's where these jokes are. I mean, it was sort of a subtle I was wondering. homage. You, were, you saw them and you were wondering if that was true. Is the, yeah, what is this? I said. Well, do you remember when Carson died that that uh, Letterman show, he uh, did Carson jokes? Yeah, and didn't, didn't attribute those. And so he, you're doing by the end the of it, you're thing. like, oh, these must be Carson jokes because they're really dated and weird. Um, and it was a really sweet thing that he did. So, uh, and he and Dave, he, he did die. Is that right? Uh, yeah, something something bad. He died. Either that, or he's like a veg vegetable. Yeah, he's a vegetable, would, right. what's the uh, what's the mood in New York about the vegetable stuff, Hayes? I I don't want to ask too many questions yeah. as I'm like going around. Yeah. But uh but But people, people have are, to be devastated. Yes, people are really sad. And um just like at brunch today, there was basically nobody even in the restaurant I was eating at and no waiters, no service of any kind, uh, because I think people were yeah. were so upset. Yeah. And it was closed. They told you it was closed when you showed up, right? And it effectively, that's right. Yeah, someone tried to make me leave because they were so sad about Dave. And again, I didn't want to press it too much. But um, the, the things are not great here. Well, yeah, one of the restaurants I went to this morning, and I'm not even in New York, but to show you how far the influence reached, they told me it wasn't a restaurant. Yeah. That it was <laughs> a playground. Wow. And they told me I was too heavy for the seesaw. Oh wow! At the restaurant, how sad! And no eggs, no and no eggs. Wow, that is sad. I had the same experience, and um, I went into this restaurant, and I was told, uh, "I'm your roommate. Uh, this is my bedroom. You still owe me money. You're too old to have a roommate, and no eggs, no eggs in there." 
Oh, that's despicable. Wow, yeah, that, how so sad, sad yeah. about Dave. That's despicable. <laughs> yeah. And 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 that's how sad people get. But yeah. I'm sorry, Will. You were about to yeah, read a Yeah, let me a just read a couple. Letterman and jokes. these are yeah, I didn't attribute them. <laughs> should this be our prize for the pro version? Yes, it should. It should. So who won so the pro version? These are for Houston. Houston, you won the pro version and here's your prize. These are just, right, these for are just you. some read these were on good you already read, you've, you've probably already read these if you subscribe to my good jokes with a Z Twitter account. Um Okay, first one. Hey, Paul, uh, have you heard about this Lost show? Boy, I hope somebody finds them. That's one. <laughs> Great one. Uh, I love that joke. Uh, uh, hey, Paul, what's with this uh, internet thing? People love this internet thing. Internet thing. Hashtag internet thing. That's one. It's more than 140 characters, so you have to hit the link to go read it. Uh, another one is, um, hey, Paul. Uh, boy, people really go nuts for this Madonna chick. That's one. Um, uh, Larry Bud Melman, you fat, old, mentally disturbed man, get out here. That's another one. Great Letterman joke. Um, Do the OJ one. Oh, yeah. Uh, OJ, uh, hey, Paul, OJ Simpson uh, is on trial today, and, um, and uh, I think he did it. That's one of his jokes. Do uh, do John Wayne Bobbitt. Uh, right. Um, uh, hey, Paul, uh, got some bad news. I went in for uh, marriage counseling because I'm terrible to the women in my life, and my marriage counselor is Lorena Bobbitt. <laughs> <laughs> Great one. Those are, uh, you know, those are classic. I mean, obvi- you know, when you read those, you're like, all right, I remember these. Can we go? I'm sorry. Can we get one more Gaddafi joke? Sure. Um, it's just such Gaddafi a favorite. And, that, and that'll and be that's like it. our big, our big okay, out. All right. Last one. So um, uh, I was talking with – hey, Paul. I was talking with Gaddafi, <laughs> and uh, you know what he told me is important to him? He wants his MTV. That's a, that's a way back – that is a way back one. But it's still as relevant today as it was still when hits. it was told. And bye. so bye, everyone. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolfradio.com The Wolf Dead. That was a HeadGum Podcast.